Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bienvenidos, señoras y señores, to another episode of the Bleed Lows podcast. This episode of the Bleed Lows podcast has been brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, college football, basketball, hockey, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting, and your favorite casino and card games are available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And joining us on the carne asada is the controlling owner and president of the Los Angeles Lakers. She is Jeannie Buss, a legend in this town. Jeannie, bienvenida. Muchas gracias. ¿Cómo estás? I'm doing great. It's nice to be here. <laughs> Thank you. So, Jeannie, we, we want to, there's some business that we want to talk about, and that is you are going to be a speaker. Uh, the Dodgers are having, the Dodgers Women's Opportunity Network is hosting their second annual uh, Women in Sports and Entertainment Conference. And you are one of the speakers uh, on this panel. So why is it important for you to participate in this event? And how did you get involved in this event? Um, you know, I'm a huge Dodger fan and uh, one of the, I mean, the, the two of the owners of the Dodgers are also partners with us at, with the LA Lakers, uh, Todd Bowley and Rick Walter, uh, as well as um, Lod Rosen is a great friend and he is uh, a executive with the Dodgers. And he and I have worked together for over 30 years doing different things. And um, he asked me to get involved. And I, you know, when I started in this business, you know, 40 years ago, a long time ago, um, women weren't seen or heard or, you know, really participate in, uh, you know, uh, putting on sports and entertainment. And in the 40 years, I've just noticed a, a huge change. And I think that women belong um, in sports. There's so many different avenues <clears throat> that they can get involved in. And I would just love to talk about it. Uh, before I throw it over to Alicia, I just want to remind everyone, this event is taking place on Monday, November 13th. It's at Dodger Stadium. It's from 9 a.m. to 1.30. Uh, stay tuned to the end of this show because we have tickets to give away to this event. Uh, Alicia, go ahead. I just, I'll, I'll take it from where you just left off. My co-host, Jeannie brought up um, that this event is sponsored by the Dodgers. You brought up, you are a Dodger fan. We've seen you at the games. The Dodgers host their own Lakers night. I mean, they are intertwined. And I want to give you and the Bus family, starting with your father, the wonderful Dr. Bus. He married sports and entertainment. I feel like he is the one. And you have taken, you know, the torch was passed and you've just run with the girl and and speaking of women in sports and entertainment, you are doing both. You have evolved. And so I think it is perfect that you are uh, one of the main speakers at this event at Dodger Stadium on Monday. But I want to give you props because when the Lakers are doing well, the whole city benefits. So, girls, the, the bus family, the Lakers, when you guys, congratulations on a successful season last season, a successful preseason. And so I think as a Los Angeles resident, we need to thank you because everyone's in a better mood, right, Juan? When the Lakers are winning <laughs> and the Dodgers. Yeah. It's, 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 it's married, right, when the Lakers are doing well. And, and I, I wonder if that also has to do with 
the family owns, it's still a family owned business, which is quite different from the rest of the NBA, from the rest of the professional sports world. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it, you definitely captured exactly what Dr. Buss wanted to do with the Lakers. He loved Los Angeles. He was not born in LA, but LA adopted him as their own. And he wanted to give the city a winning basketball team. So in, you know, the time that he, since he bought the team that, you know, we've won, you know, champ, enough championships that we are now tied with the Boston Celtics in terms of all time championships in the NBA with 17. And hopefully we can get number 18 and realize his goal of being the best NBA team in the world. And um, I agree that uh, when the Lakers and the Dodgers are winning, it just it, it just seems that everything in LA just comes together. The traffic isn't as bad, you know, everybody's like courteous and smiling and high-fiving. And it, it, it really, for a city that is so uh, expansive and diverse, it really does bring us all together. Um, sports has that magical power. It really does. And it's like I said, it's like a civic duty. It's just a plus with owning a, a, such a legacy sports franchise like the Lakers. And so um, my co-host Juan brought up that we will be giving away a pair of tickets. Very excited. And um, I've been such a fan and been lucky enough to interview you and, and, and uh, volunteer with you. You've always been involved in giving back. And I want to make sure that we point that out because I've, is this safe to say, Jeannie, when you are successful in whatever industry you are in, you're not done yet, right? It, you, you go out of your way to help others. And that's what this event is about, right? What are you looking forward to about Monday's event? You know, when I was growing up, I, I watched a, a TV show called The Mary Tyler Moore Show. And what was unusual about that show was she was... Um, you know, she pursued her career. Um, it wasn't about a family sitcom. It was about her going out in the world and, and spreading her wings. And it just resonated with me as a kid that, wow, like life, you know, there's so much more to life than just, you know, staying home and, and you know, you can dream the big dream. And, um, you know, one of my great uh, role models and influences and mentors is Billie Jean King. And when I was, you know, 12 years old, my dad sat me down in front of the TV and he turned on a tennis match. And it was Billie Jean King versus Bobby Briggs. And it was called the Battle of the Sexes. And here was this woman taking on a man and doing something I'd never seen before. It blew my mind. And, you know, it's those kind of moments that, you know, inspired me to be fearless, to embrace the things like, even though I'd never seen a woman in a position, why not? Why can't I do something? And um, so I know what it meant for me to see a powerful woman in a in a top position and i want to be that inspiration for the next generation that there are just so many opportunities that women have in this industry and i and i'm not talking about like you have to be a wnba player there you know there's you know marketing broadcasting uh, corporate sponsorship ticket sales um, customer service, um, even, you know, even being involved um, as a, you know, guest services, you know, being at the game and helping the fans, you know, find their seed and make sure they have a good time. There's just so many great opportunities. Why not, you know, you know, be involved in something that's so exciting and, you know, uh, you know, the, the possibilities are endless for women. And, and I feel like it's been a long time coming. And so although you, you brought up the number 40 as the number of years you've been not just 
succeeding, but you've expanded, you've evolved. And I think that's very important. And it's something that I myself personally had trouble with. Um, I wish this conference had been around when I was young, right? So right. I think it's very important that the Bleed Lows podcast, which is so, we are the, we speak Dodgers, we speak Los Angeles, we speak the culture, right? And and there weren't many spaces like that available to us. So this this conference, thank you, Dodgers. Thank you, Jeannie, for being part of it. And um, we also had Jessica on um, the Bleed Lows podcast. She's a friend of the Carne Asada. She's been on a couple of times, Jessica Mendoza, mm -hmm. also very successful. And she's going to be one of the speakers. One, uh, did you want to talk about when Jessica was on? Well, yeah, I mean, Jessica was able to speak to a couple of things. And uh, Jeannie, I mean, you are the only female owner in, in the NBA. And I'm sure you have to deal with stuff that, you know, Jessica was talking about. We recently in Major League Baseball, there was general manager King Keming, who used to be with the Dodgers. And, you know, she was, she brought the Marlins to the playoffs in a very long time. And then what did the Marlins do to reward her? They put someone else above her to oversee her. N not only that, but there was uh, Alyssa Nacken was just interviewed for the San Francisco Giants manager position. And then what happens days later, they hire Bob Melvin. Like for me, it seems a little disrespectful because did they seriously consider her? I mean, was this just a dog and pony show? How much of uh, these seem to be like microaggressions that I, I am I just generalizing that this is something that you probably had to deal with since you took over or probably maybe even 40 years ago you had to deal with? Absolutely. And and I, I'm just going to correct you that there are two other women that are governors. Um, okay. Gail Benson with the New Orleans Pelicans and Jody. Um, Allen, who is um, Portland Trailblazers. So um, I'm not the only woman, but the first one to win a championship. So I'll say that. Um, but, you, know, the, I, you know, the the tough thing is positions. You know, like front office are very. You know, they're it, it's such a competitive business, and I have been. Um, you know, as you say, micro aggressions, um, you know, it's, it's happened to me, but I, you know, I'm not so sure it was solely because I was a woman. I think that, that people are always trying to get the edge in this industry in, in, and wanting to win on the court. And, you know, I try to remove myself from that pettiness, from that, that competition, but, um, you know, the Lakers have had so much success that, yeah, I've been, you know, I've had people, you know, passively, aggressively insult me, you know, try to diminish my accomplishments. And um, if I listened to them, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't be standing. I would have, I would have folded a long time ago. And so you got to take the personal feelings out of it. And, you know, you're going to always have detractors. You're always going to have people that are envious, jealous, um, petty, and, you know, just don't, don't go to their level. You just be, always be you, always follow your path. Sometimes you may feel a little lost. You don't know where exactly it's leading, but you can always take one more step. Just one more step. Don't look at the, the big thing that's so intimidating and what other people are doing. You always stick to what, who you are and, and stay true to your to yourself and you'll at the end of the day you will always win as long as you can you know stay true to yourself and sleep at night you know one of the things i do admire about you as an owner and that you can serve i think a lot of other people can take notes and you've gone through a lot of animosity since becoming the owner of the lakers and one of the things i really admire about you is you come out there and you face the music we hear from you now, over here with the Dodgers, we've won the division 10 years out of uh, 10 times out of the last 11 years. Right. And I know you feel this better than anyone. 
Dodger fan is delusional and feels they need to win every year. And that's just exactly how Laker fan is, right? We have to win every year. And if we don't win, it is, it's, it's a disaster. I have always said it's important to hear from ownership because there's a narrative that starts to develop that you guys don't care. That you guys just settle because you're making money. You don't care about this stuff. I have said I would like to hear from Mark Walter. I'm not saying Mark Walter needs to interfere with the front office. Let the, He hired those people for a reason. Let them do their job. But I think it is beneficial to hear from leadership. And when you come out here, you do it at least, I know, once a year. You go on 710. You take calls from listeners. You're out there talking. Was that your decision? Where did you come up with that idea? And, and I, I admire you for out, going out there and taking the lumps, especially after a bad season. You don't chicken out. You go out there and go, look, this is what happened. Uh, you know, I I think the fans have every right in the world to anticipate winning every single year. And that is what our goal is. And I don't want our fans to ever be blasé about that. I want them to believe every season we go in, that's what we're trying to accomplish. And, you know, and it is on me and it's on our front office. It's on our coach and the staff to, you know, live up to that expectation. And that's, that's why, you know, 10 years, I mean, no, it's been about six years ago that I had to make that uh, decision uh, when my brother was in charge of basketball. And, you know, it was kind of like we we went all the way to the bottom year after year after year. And it, it's not the product that we taught our customers to expect. And when you don't deliver you know, what you, you know, the brand that, that people have bought into, then you are, you're no longer selling the same product. And so I had to make a change that was very hard for me to do, but we had to get back on the right track. And that's when Magic Johnson came in and that led us to attracting the top free agent in the market, which was LeBron James, because he saw that we were serious and that we wanted to win. And that started us on the right path. Now, I can't say we know how to win every year because if people had the formula, then you know there would be one team that won every year and that would be it. It is very difficult to win a championship everything has to line up and you know it, it it includes you know injuries and you know i think the dodgers this year you know just didn't have that you know they they won the division it just it just wasn't it just wasn't you know there were other teams that were better um you know the lakers on the other hand we we had to play in to get into the playoffs but then that momentum carried and took us to the Western Conference Finals, of which then we got swept by Denver, who went on to win the championship. So we're trying to build off the momentum that we had. And I promise you, that is what Mark Walter, Todd Bowley, every, every owner of the Dodgers, that's what they want. I promise you they are going to figure out how to get back win the division and then close out the deal with another, uh, you know, pennant, uh, another world series championship. Um, and that's, you know, I appreciate that, that you see that I care about the fans. You know, I, I had to read a lot of death threats in the last couple of years, um, you know, because the team just couldn't, you know, we had a roster that didn't fit together and it was frustrating for the fans. And I needed to hear their frustration. I mean, I don't need to hear death threats, but I but I understand. Um, and I want them to be that passionate. That's what makes Laker fans 
fans of Los Angeles team so great is because they care so much. Everybody tries to say, oh, we're just Hollywood and just phony. Hollywood is the hardest working people in the country. And, and that is our industry. And I'm proud of our industry. And I want to make the, the people of this city proud. And that's what our, our players want to do. That's what our coach wants to do, our front office. And, um, you know, hopefully we, we will build on the playoff success that we had last year. I was not aware of the death threats, uh, Jeannie. Uh, how much, like you, you mentioned it, for the most part, I think fans are passionate, fans are good. But there is that small, uh, you know, number of fans that take things a little too far. How much has fandom changed in your eyes from when you started in the 80s till now? Or is it still the same? It's just now we have access to more information. So we hear about the crazies. I mean, were there crazies back in the Showtime era? Yeah, absolutely. There were. And, you know, I, I agree. I think it's just more access through social media. Everybody has a voice. Uh, it's very easy to, you know, post a, a tweet and, um, you know, get attention. And, and, you know, it used to be you had to write a letter to the editor of the newspaper and then the editor would decide. And, you know, it was explained to me by the editor that they would you know, if they got a thousand letters and the majority of the letters were negative about the Lakers, then they would they would print a, a, a complaint. Um, but if there was only one complaint and, you know, 99 percent of it was positive, then they would they would print the positive. But we don't have that ability to, to filter and to weigh um, you know, the good and the bad. And, you know, like I said, I, I'm glad everybody has a voice, but, um, you know, it, it shouldn't be, there shouldn't be violence at sports. There shouldn't be, um, you know, there, the, you know, when people say that, you know, they are, you know, it, it their happiness depends on it. I don't think your happiness should depend on whether a team wins or loses. It should add to your life, but it shouldn't dictate your life. And, um, you know, so, yeah, I think there's some areas where people take it a little too far. Uh, Princessa, uh, you, you've been saying that all along, haven't you? I, I've really been trying to live that way, Jeannie. I really have. <laughs> You gotta love your life like your sports. They should complement each other. And we're so fortunate to live in Los Angeles, the city of champions. But I wanna point out that these, what my co-host called them crazies, the over the top, over the line, you know, that's social media. That's the world we live in now. I guarantee you these people would not speak to you, to your face that way. It's just the comfort of being behind. It's very cowardly to sit on your phone or your laptop and send death threats. So boo those fans. Um, I wanted to bring up also the event that um, you're going to be participating in starring in on Monday at Dodger stadium. They will, they will be covering the front office. It's going to be broken down in three areas, front office, uh, broadcasting and PR, and then content creation, which is, you know, the, the latest, the future the now, and um, I was curious, just because you you are, you know, an owner, you are, um, you're a film producer, you're so many things, you are co-owner of a wrestling empire, like so many things. Do you actually handle your own social media or is that some, do you have a team now? Or, or is that okay to ask you? Because that's so important now, right? Is hiring or having a brand manager or a social media person. Um, you know, I, I handle my own social media accounts. Awesome. I guess I'm old fashioned. I don't want to, I don't want to create a layer between me and the fans. I, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for me to block, uh, you know, accounts that are abusive, but I do. Um, and, um, you know, I, I do. I want to hear the feedback. I'll never shy away from hearing it. And um, I, and I think that people realize that. And, you know, so they're, they're more willing to, to, to say things. And, and I fully expect, 
at some point somebody will come up to me and, and give me uh, you know, a piece of their mind and and, and, and scream at me. And, and yeah, I'll be a little bit, I'll feel a little bit threatened by that. But, um, you know, again, I think it's important. No, I think um, the energy you put out is very gracious. It's very professional. And that's something that um, those of us that will be attending the conference, that's a gem. These are things we need to hear. We need to hear these trials and how to conduct yourself and how to, um, you know, network, how to acquire and sharpen skills. And, you know, with you being there, Jessica being there and one, my co-host, he's a girl dad. So these are events that, you know, his daughter could look forward to attending, you know, in the future, because this is only the second annual. So it's going to be a great time, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think that, um, you know, I, I I see more and more women, you know, posting about their favorite team and creating content around, you know, their love of their franchise, um, you know, uh, just, you know, so I, I mean, I know not only are women, you know, taking a role in, in terms of, of employment and, and, and work and career, but they're also great fans of our sports. And so, um, you know, I, I enjoy seeing that and seeing um, a dad bring his daughters to games and, and having those bonding moments. That's how it started with me. That's what Juan is doing with his daughters. Like it's generational, right? So it makes the Lakers so great. The Dodgers so great. It's the experience. It's not just the great product on the court on the field. So thank you, Jeannie, so much. One, anything you want to leave our guests? I, I, I do. I, I want to be respectful of her time, but I can't leave, let her go without asking her about women of wrestling. We are big <laughs> wrestling fans on this show. So much so that we have tried to teach Alicia in the ways of the WWF. I still call it the WWF because it was the WWF. <laughs> And so to me, I'm still living in the 80s. I'm still the macho man, Randy Savage, Miss Elizabeth. And I also used to watch the gorgeous ladies of wrestling glow. The, the real thing, not the, not the Netflix show, like the real with Hollywood and Vine and Attila the Hun. So I, I have to ask you, Jeannie, how did you, have you been a wrestling fan your whole life? And if so, we need to know who some of your favorite wrestlers are. You know, it's so funny. You really do know uh, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Those that's a great <laughs> reference. And that, you know what? Wow, women of wrestling. Ha it's like the the next step from Glow into you know the modern era. Uh, but it's still character driven. That's what we I love about wrestling. I collected comic books when I was a kid, and um, you know I always wanted to be you know Supergirl. And that's what wrestlers are. They're like larger than life characters. Um, you lean into your persona, um, kind of, you know, what your tendency is. And, and now we supersize it and put it in the ring. And, you know, the, the message that I think that's important in wrestling, especially th that I want young women to, to know and to learn from the women of wrestling is that, you got to stand up for what you believe in. You got to fight. Even, even your opinion might be misguided, but you're willing to stand up and, and, and fight for it and, you, and, and believe in yourself. And that's what is empowering me to, to me about wrestling. And there's so many uh, female athletes now, because of Title IX that was passed in the 70s, that, that women have so many opportunities to earn a, a, a college scholarship by participating in sports. But, you know, once their eligibility is up in college, you know, what do they do with all that talent and that discipline that, that athletics has taught them? And, you know, we teach them how to wrestle. And... You know, I'm a kid of the 80s, too. Captain Lou Albano, um, when Cindy Lauper, 
you know, put wrestlers in her girls just want to have fun video. That was it. That was the marriage that I needed to see. And it was, you know, girls just want to have fun. And, and, um, you know, that's when it hooked me in and I couldn't be more proud to, you know, we're in our second season. We're in syndication locally in Los Angeles. We're on KCAL channel nine, um, at 11 o'clock on Saturday night, uh, new episodes every week, you know, 52 episodes. So it's, it's always, uh, something new. Um, so thank you for asking. And, uh, like I said, I couldn't be more proud of the girls. I, I love that you brought back the times, uh, the time slot Sa Saturday night at 11 o'clock. That was Saturday night's main event. So I loved when Saturday night live wasn't going to be on because it was Saturday night main event. Uh, Jeannie, um, we have, uh, we are going to end the show the way we always end all our shows. We have to ask you being that you basically grown up in Los Angeles, your whole life. We're big on tacos here. Taco culture is very important to us. So we want to know what is your favorite taco and where do you go in the city to get that taco? Oh, um, you know, I guess I'm like, I'm like old school Manhattan beach ponchos. Um, you know, I just, I love a, a, a good chicken taco and, you know, we are blessed to live in this city have taco tuesday and and you know it's you know now you got me hungry it's getting to be lunchtime <laughs> it's getting to be lunchtime we want to thank the controlling owner and president of the los angeles lakers and also the co-owner of women of wrestling uh we're gonna see her she will be on monday the event is monday november 13th it is the dodgers women's opportunity network they are hosting their second annual women in sports and entertainment conference Jeannie will be one of the speakers uh and we're going to be raffling off some tickets. So we're going to give you guys uh, that information. But Jeannie, I, I want to thank you as a girl dad that was made popular by the late, great uh, Kobe Bryant. Um, my, my daughter is a softball player. She loves baseball. So whenever I get the text message from school, can we go to the game tonight? And it's only to me. It's not directed to her mother. It's, you know, can we go to the game? But I will say this. If she sees me watching the Laker game, she will sometimes come and sit on the couch with me slowly, but surely. I think I'm turning her into a Laker fan because she'll tell me the Lakers won. I was like, yeah. So you were paying attention. So. Thank you very much, Jeannie. Thank you, Jeannie. Keep going. So awesome. And a big thank you once again to the owner of the Los Angeles Lakers, Jeannie Buss, for joining us. Uh, she was very gracious with her time. And I mean, when's the last time we had a big owner like that come on the show? I know we had Stan Casted on the show. So I am grateful that Stan <laughs> came on the show. But I mean, the, the, the buck starts and ends with Jeannie over there with the Lakers. So a big thank you uh, to Jeannie for coming on the show. But Incessa, your thoughts on, on this whole, you know, you mentioned in during the interview that you wish something like this conference would have been available when, when you started out. How much of that, how much of a difference do you think that would have made if resources like this were available when you were starting your career? I think it would have made all the difference in the world one. Jeannie herself brought up, it took a TV show to motivate her to believe that she could do something you know be a boss a, a female in a male dominated industry and it's just i don't know i don't want to call it programming but it was very hard when i graduated from university to break into sports so i parlayed and went into news it was not my dream to do hard news but that's what i kind of i just wish if this event had been around when i was younger i feel like i would have been more empowered to pursue sports to pursue that industry because it was a very much like, eh, nope, not today. And especially a woman of color and especially a woman of color that had an accent and was curvy and had curly hair. Now it's completely different. And I love that women are supporting one another and women in high places like GD bus and like the Dodgers executives that put together this event. I I'm very excited. I hope people really take advantage because do not take this for granted. Networking alone is so important. You know, that's how I got my gig at Channel 7 was 
volunteering and networking. So um, I can't say enough great things about Jeannie. She's always been this way, by the way. This, this was before the gram and Facebook, before MySpace. She really has been proactive in having women um, around her, whether it be in advisor roles. Uh, a woman, Keisha Nix, has been running the Lakers Foundation for many years. And I feel like Lon Rosen and Jeannie collaborated on that hire, if I'm mistaken. But also an awesome woman, Keisha Nix, very involved in the community. So, yeah, I could go on and on about what a fan I am. I, you can tell in the beginning of the interview, I was like fa fangirling. I was like, calm down. <laughs> and I know Jeannie, but I don't care. I got to be authentic. Jeannie said, you know, be your true self. Fight for what you believe in, but she comes on. I'm hi, Jeannie. <laughs> so embarrassing. Well, I mean, we didn't get it. I mean, if we had more time, we would have been able to get into like more stuff that she's accomplished. Like you, oh. you hinted at it. I like movie stuff, like she, she, on the producing side, right? Yes, I, I. We just ran out of time because I brought that word up, evolve a lot. And you noticed that because. I just feel like we, we recently spoke on our last live, the Bleed Loves podcast live, check it out on YouTube, um, about Major League Baseball kind of being behind in terms of the NBA and the NFL kill it with creating stars, right? With promoting their stars. And Major League Baseball has been way behind. So Jeannie's been proactive in keeping the product great, keep, keeping the experience great of going to Dodger State, I mean, Laker. I almost said Lakers Stadium. Jeannie has kept the experience of going to crypto.com. Um, a great experience, right? It's still a very hot ticket. They still sell out. But she's evolved into the social media aspect. Uh, she's evolved into using um, her powers for good, which is why she'll be at this event at Dodger Stadium on Monday. And she's also evolved into producing films and films that speak to uh, a marginalized community, to an underserved community in Hollywood. And let me tell you guys, gentlemen and ladies, if you are listening, please check out The Last Manhunt. Um, I watched it because these movies are very important to me. I did not know that Jeannie Buss was one of the executive producers. Jason Momoa is a producer. And once I found that out, my ADHD kicked in and one, I started Googling like, you know, is Jason Momoa doing more? It's a true story. It's based on uh, an indigenous person's perspective, Willie Boy. And he and a woman from a different tribe fall in love, Carlota. And they go on the run and how it ends. And it's that story. And Jason Momoa's in it. He's not the star. That's uh, Martin Seismeyer. But check it out. I believe I saw it on Amazon. Or was it Showtime? Just Google it. The last... Manhunt, congratulations on a very successful producing career because Jeannie also did the Legacy, right? Did you guys check that out about the Lakers? Yeah. Legacy's on Hulu, and that's going to keep going. She's already done a couple, and they're wonderful. I believe they won awards, and I don't want her to stop. I want her to she, – she's not kidding when she says she loves the city. She loves her fans, and, and I think I feel like that shined through, right, guys? Yeah, uh, Babyface, I, I got to ask you this. I mean, how do I know they're different owners, but I, it feels like, I mean, Jeannie is running an organization that depends on who you ask. A lot of people feel the Lakers run this town. So therefore, she's running the biggest sports organization in, in the city, right? Now, you can always make the argument that, dude, it, everybody who's a Laker fan is a Dodger fan. So th there's a lot of crossover. <laughs> There's a lot of crossover there, but it does seem to me she's a lot more accessible as an owner than the ownership group of the Dodgers. And maybe that's the problem. It's because it's a group, right? Yes. You have Mark Walter, you have Billie Jean King, you, you have Magic, you know, so it's a whole bunch of group of people. I think it makes a big difference that Jeannie goes out there. And like I said, we didn't have a chance to ask her, but that's got to be hard for her. Like she's taking calls on a local radio station when you know you're going to have crazies that are going to call in and be like, you need to trade LeBron James. You know, yeah. you're running this organization. I mean, you heard her say it. She got death threats. Like how do you, and the fact that she was willing to come on our show 
Dodger ownership, that shout out is out to you. You have an open <laughs> invitation. You are more than welcome to come on our show and talk to us. But that kind of accessibility from that ownership, doesn't that doesn't that go a, a, a ways? Yeah, I mean, it's something that, that we brought up when we brought this up a couple weeks after the Dodgers were eliminated, right? That we don't hear from Dodgers ownership, right? And and we get it. It's a group. It's not, you know, like a principal owner like Jeannie Buss, right? I mean, I guess baseball has kind of gone away from that as well. But but when, you know, when we say like, hey, we'd like to hear from ownership, right? Mark Mark Walsh was like, it's not. We we're not saying, hey, we need a, a Mark Cuban type or we need an argument that that's involved in everything that happens. No, it's just like we said. You know, if you hear from ownership, kind of just, hey, this this is kind of what happened, and and kind of keeping everybody accountable, right? Keeping the front office accountable and kind of saying, this is what we want to do. This is what we're trying to build and kind of give us their vision as well. Right. And that's kind of like when we say like, that's where we think, you know, maybe we should hear from ownership, Mark Walters and, and them, but you know what Jeannie's doing. I mean, like he said, she's out there with the people talking to the people, taking calls. I mean, I'd love to, to see the Dodgers do that. Right. You know, I mean, would they ever do that? I mean, who knows? Right. I mean, probably not. Right. But, but like you said, you know, she's always been, right entrenched with the fans and i think people appreciate that about her and you know it's something that we can we can learn from the other thing that i love that she said is the fans should expect to win every year like i I mean how everybody that we bring on the show always tells us hey dude you guys need to you know be realistic you're not gonna win every year and here she is coming in okay yeah we may not win every year but you should expect to win every year and that's why if anybody can relate to what the dodgers are going through it's her because the shit that she's had to go through i mean she talked about it she kicked her brother out i mean her dad cast a very long shadow an extremely long shadow and for her to step in and right the ship and they have depth now and to get if people are actually excited about the lakers again they're not like embarrassed or stuff like that i mean my my hats off to her right princesa again hats off indeed and that's why this this is very special to me because this event for them this event won right uh women's women's opportunity network Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to make a joke. Um, This event is super important. And I just think they scored with securing Jeannie Buss as a speaker because who, who better in this world, in the world of sports, you said it once, she's just like the top of the top. And the Lakers are legacy. The Lakers showed the rest of the sports world how to do it how to marry sports and entertainment. And in the, in the world that we live in now, where you can watch on your phone, watch on your iPad, watch whenever you want, you could come back, you could binge shows, all of that. Sports is the only must watch TV. Sports remains the only, I gotta make sure I'm home by this time or gotta be at the game to catch the event. So she's a, she's at the, she's a leader is my point. And I just love how gracious she is, how professional she is. She's always been that way. Every event I've ever worked with her, volunteered with, interviewed her. She's just, she's a wonderful person. And we can all learn a lot from her, men and women. And we got to make sure that we let people know that men and women are invited to this event. But it is about getting women into the sports world, which we still there have been great strides, but we still need a ways to go. So you brought up the word embarrassing. Um, is it embarrassing that I want her to and her organization, wow, to teach me to wrestle? I really want to wrestle. Like, how do we, how, you don't know. I, I, I was sitting on my hands just trying not to bring it up. Jeannie, Jeannie, can I, I want to be part of just one time I want to wrestle at me. We, we got to find a way. <laughs> we got to find a way to make this happen. We got to get the cameras there. We got to find, we got to see you get the, go through the training. All we ask is one match, one match. It, it happens. Trish Stratus just recently came back for a series of matches 
you know, why can't Alicia Del Valle? And then with she's going to come up with a name. You have one that you're milling around. I don't know if you're committed to it, but your wrestling name would be what? La Veterana. La Veterana. I mean, I think... I mean, we can get you maybe working with Dominic Mysterio, maybe, you know. Uh, I'm just we, saying we could, I could roll up in my lowrider and I would be a villain. And um, I, I just, I want to wrestle so bad. And, and one, I got to give you props, man. You impressed Jeannie Buss with your knowledge of wrestling. I, I like that. She was like, wow, one, okay. <laughs> that was so see, cool. This is why... You know, when you, I know you guys sit there, roll your eyes when they go, oh, here goes Juan talking about wrestling, dude. It's like, hey, dude, stop living, you know, in the 80s. But this is why sometimes it's important because now I had that wrestling connection with Jeannie. Right. So I was able to, to, to connect with her in, in that way. Um, I, I, look, before I, we want to say we have some tickets to give away for the, the uh, Women's Opportunity Network Conference. So before we segue on how we're going to give those tickets away, I do just want to go ahead and just add one more thing of, about that interview uh, with Jeannie Buss. And, and that's and that's the fact that I know people will say, well, she's a Nepo baby. Her dad owned the team. And the thing is, is if you know anything about her story, she worked in the organization. She worked like she did all the other stuff. She started in marketing. She's like, so I, I, I know what well, people go, oh, well, she's only the owner because her dad is like, yeah, but this, she put in work the same way, like the sons, the younger sons, the younger sons now are getting such a great reputation for scouting. So it's like, it's a family business. Like, like you had said, Benitezza, but they're working. They're not just sitting there, you know, taking advantage. Like they are involved. They know the business. So she, she deserves credit on that. Uh, Babyface, were you going to say something? No, real, real quick. You were saying how the Lakers have kind of pioneered a lot of stuff. I don't know if you guys heard um, recently. They're gonna they're gonna be doing that. Um, you know, we've been talking about like how do you get younger, the younger generation, right, to watch sports and to do. You know, you're you're on your phone and on the go. Lakers are doing that thing with uh, Sportsnet, right? Where now you can purchase, I think it's like a monthly, a monthly subscription. Yeah, it's the app. It's what yeah, we've been asking right? from the beginning. And kind of we'd like, to, we'd want to see that with the Dodgers, right? So we're hoping that would be something that will come to the Dodgers as well. But the Lakers are going to be doing, are doing that where you can, hey, you don't have, you know, access to it. And hey, you buy it and there it is right on your iPad, phone, whatever. Exactly. They have the app. And also the thing is that now, mind you, their deal with Spectrum is not the same amount of money as the Dodgers deal is. But I think the Lakers were smart enough to be like, OK, we're going to make this deal, but we got to make sure that our people can still watch these games when they left KCAL. Yeah. Like for you guys, if you're old enough to remember, the Laker games used to be all the road games used to be on Channel 9. Right. And then they went away from it. And now all the games are on Spectrum. But when they negotiated that deal and maybe they had to give back money, maybe they had to give back money in order to be like, OK, get us on more cable outlets. If we have to give money back in order to do that. OK, because I think they had the foresight to know that we need to be seen in order to be relevant. And I think that's what happened. Right. That's what happened with the NFL. Right. Teams disappear for 20 years. And this is now why you have, I'm a Packers fan. I'm a Bucks fan. And it's like, I'm a Patriots fan. It's like, you lived in LA your whole life. How did you become fans? Well, we didn't have a team for 20 years. I'm a Cowboys years. fan. Yeah, exactly. So it's like <laughs> being seen is relevant. I'm a 49ers fan. <laughs> uh, by the way, we never got you your reply to when Beto called you out, when we had Beto on the show about uh, calling out all those Dodger 49er fans. Yeah. He didn't call me out directly. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, my my argument is that it's the same fan base. It's the same fan base. So we'll we'll, we'll get we'll, we gotta have Beto back on the line uh, on the show to to go over that so you guys can uh, have that conversation. But so we have two tickets to give away for the Women's Opportunity Network conference. Again, it's on Monday, November thirteenth. It's from nine to one. So. How do you want to this? How can you win the tickets? Princesa, do you want to chime in and let everyone know? Sure, we're keeping it very simple. Um, 
we want to make sure that uh, you follow us. Make sure you go to the Bleed Lows podcast. We will. Uh, we want you to follow us on YouTube and on Instagram. But um, most importantly, we want you to tag someone you'd want to bring. Doesn't have to end up that way, but the first person you think of that you would want to take to Dodger Stadium to this women in sports e event, tag that person, and we will make the announcement who wins the pair of tickets on our live episode next week or this week. Sorry, <laughs> it will be. That's right. We don't. We do. We have a day that we're going to go live well they need to make sure they're following us on the socials uh because i don't know if we're we'll, going we'll live on we're wednesday live, yeah. or thursday it'll be either wednesday or thursday that we will go live and we'll contact you uh, <laughs> if you win but just that's those are the two requirements you need to follow us and you need to tag the person you would like to go with you and even if, you if, if you're not going right tag tag somebody that you'd want to give the tickets to right you know if you, yeah, if you know absolutely. if you have your daughters, your any friends that that you know that are interested in sports and would benefit from this, tag them. You know, if you'd want, if you won, you'd give it to them. Maybe you're a student and you're pursuing a career in, in sports. And again, it's the front office, like a genie bus. <laughs> it's the PR broadcasting, and there's a third um, panel of speakers where it's about content creation. So there's something for everybody if your dream is to work in sports. So highly recommended these kinds of events were not available to me when i was coming up through broadcasting through my career so please take advantage just meeting and being around a like-minded people is so empowering you really feel like you can succeed and do these kinds of things so get out there fathers take your daughters don't worry if you're already like well i don't want to be in sports but maybe you know someone who does you could give the tickets away like roger just mentioned all you have to do is follow the Bleed Lows podcast and tag the person that you want to see this event with or you want them to know about this event, whatever. That's all you need to do. And we will announce the winner at our live. And we'll just keep keep following us, keep uh, checking, and we'll post more details as they come along about the live. And, right. And like you mentioned, like you mentioned too, I mean, just for the networking, right? I mean, the people that you meet, like you never know what will come about like hey i met this person at this event right like when we had beto right like he yeah the people he talked to right and with schools right just the networking connection that you that you make from events like this i mean that stuff is priceless yeah, and, and for access those to people that you would never have access to on a daily basis they're all going to be together for one day at dodger stadium and you get to go to that so it's pretty exciting we'll be there <laughs> And, and for those of you guys who are listening, who are watching, who networking does not come easy to you, it's difficult, go and watch the episode or listen to the episode with Beto. Beto lays down basically the steps, what you guys need to do. So when you guys go to this event and you meet people, the most important thing is to follow up. I'm telling you, just listen to the episode with Beto and... I, he lays it out all for you. It's it's super easy. Anyways, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we, if you have not been subscribed to this podcast yet, what are you waiting for? Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you follow us on all the socials, whether it's X, Instagram, Threads, TikTok. Yeah, we, we have TikTok material, you know, all that stuff. That's where you'll find out when the live is going to be this week. So, Make sure you follow us. We appreciate your support. You guys are the greatest fans. Yo ha sido su servidor, Juan Ramirez. De parte de mis colegas, la princesa de Picolandia, Alicia Del Valle, and Babyface. Nos vemos para la próxima. This episode of the Bleed Lows podcast has been brought to you by betonline.ag, where the game starts. Nos vemos. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.